getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm joined tonight by Johnny from the North Bank, Mike and Manny. We're going to discuss the Palace away game, the League Cup fixture coming up against Blackpool, the Diction League. We'll go around the leagues and chat all things football. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Evening, everybody. Uh, just wanted to tell you again ahead of uh, this show that we did have a, uh, a few technical problems along the way, and we've had to use a different platform called Zencaster, which is absolutely awful. Uh, it's taken me hours and hours to edit this. Um, we've done the best we can. Uh, we'll have normal servers next week, but I uh, hope you do enjoy what we've got left of the show. So, good evening, boys. Welcome to yet another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This evening we have, well, we've definitely got two people. We've got Johnny from the North Bank. Yes. Johnny, how are you? Present. Present. Voices come back. Voices come back. Um, And we have Manny. Manny, how are you doing? Here we are. All good over here, bro. All good. We're hoping to have Mike uh, join us soon, but um, he's sticking another 50p in the meter or something like that to get his uh, laptop. His laptop decided to do an update and everything else. So so um, before we start, we will touch on um, the Leicester City owner briefly. Um, just uh, from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, we'd like to say, send out our deepest sympathies to all five people and their families in that helicopter. And even though we did slag off Glenn Hoddle, uh, nobody wants anybody to have a heart attack. I uh, hope he gets well uh, soon as well. Johnny, you went out to Portugal and returned via Dublin. I did. I did. A uh, very precarious position. I was watching the game on Sunday. <laughs> Where were you watching the game Sunday? In a, in a uh, IRA pub. Okay. How <laughs> <laughs> I was wandering, uh, wandering around Dublin. I was thinking, oh, I got, it was bank holiday over in Ireland, and there was, you know, not a lot open. And I was walking around, and I found this pub, and I saw the the, the pre-game stuff on. And I walked in; it was pretty empty. Uh, I had my uh, Munster hat because all my all my family's from that area, from uh, Limerick. And uh, he gave me the nod, asked what I wanted. I sat down, and then I looked up, mouth on beer. And then I saw the paraphernalia on the walls, and and I was like, "Shit!" But yeah, it was all good. I've done it in uh, in London many years ago, and it came unstuck. But that's 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 another story. But Portugal was good. Um, we got a result out there. The game wasn't fantastic, mm. but you had a good few days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I grasped it with both, both hands. I, uh, I I took the 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 flight out. Got me there at three o'clock. And the game was at five to six. So. A couple of Ubers later, my black cab driving family will not be pleased with me taking Uber, <laughs> but it was in Lisbon, so they're not taking any jobs away from them. Uh, I was I was overseas myself um, at the weekend. Uh, I was south of the river. Um, I was in a place called, um, I think it's called Thornton Heath and Norwood Junction. Man... Come on, bro! Like you, that's that's not overseas. It's a different world, but it's definitely not overseas. Oh man, it was like foreign. No, I, I, okay, I, I agree with you on that. It's, it's weird, but I would say it's another planet. Definitely not overseas. They don't even have proper public transport. I know. I have no idea what you're talking about. South of the river, bro. South of the river, south. Different. Yeah. It's a different planet over there. It's not overseas. I have to get tetanus shots just to drop my weekly paperwork <laughs> off at the office, and it's only in, it's only in Suffolk. <laughs> uh, I I do have to drive drive over parts of South London um, for work, and they do drive much much different um, over there. Much 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 different. So it was it, it. I left that. I left my house out in sunny sunny Essex uh, at about nine fifteen in the morning. I had to meet Jonah um, at ten o'clock. In, in London Bridge to collect my ticket. Uh, so I uh, got to London Bridge, got to the Jubilee Line, then decided to shut the Jubilee Line down. Then I, I jumped back on the central line, went to bank and over to, to uh, meet him. I got, met him at 10 and we headed down to Norwood Junction. And we went into uh, a pub right outside the sta- station called the Cherry Tree. Hmm, it's open, great, let's have a beer. Half past 10 in the morning. You know, what else are you going to do? And um, standing there and I've got 
uh, one of these blue uh, gilet things and it's got the Art Deco Arsenal logo on it. Standing, looking around and going, don't think this is an away pub. I think it's a home pub. And little uh, little junior junior donor Nick was with us as well. And I'm thinking, I said to Dave, I said, I think we're probably better off move and go to the, uh, the Railway Te- Telegraph over Thornton Heath because uh, I know that's a recognised away pub. Um, because I've got this bloody badge on me. I'm, not many of them will recognise it. And with that, Nick points at it and goes, yeah, they will. it's got a big A for Arsenal on it. I'm going, oh, Nick, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, but we ended up meeting up with a few guys over the Railway Telegraph. We uh, uh, bumped into a couple of guys from Ireland. Um, and, we, yeah, it was good. Bumped into Chelsea Jazz, uh, Malibu uh, Malibu Dan, um, plus a, a fair few others. So it was it was good. It was good. So Crystal Palace have lost nine of their last 11 Premier League matches against Arsenal, including both games last season. Arsenal have only uh, only defeated last in their past nine games um, away to Sellers Park was a loss of 3-0 in April 2017. Roy Hodgson is without a Premier League victory against Arsenal in nine attempts since his 1-0 win when he was manager at Fulham in 2008. And Arsenal have won more points um, of 437 points in total and an average uh, of more points per game, 1.81, very statty, in the Premier League London derbies, more than any other team in London. So to confirm, that means North London and South London is definitely red. So what do you think of the game, guys? Who wants to go first? Well, shall we just say from the out start, one, fuck Zaha, and two, fuck Mustafi. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, you've been learning from me, bro. No, well, I'm, I'm just more <laughs> paraphrasing. <laughs> Zaha is a diving little bastard. Oh, we're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. And people were, were uh, quoting uh, Zaka saying, no, 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 I touched him. He went down. And saying as if he's, he's saying, yeah, it wasn't a dive. But he has to, he can't question the referee without getting fined so he just has to like grin and bear it and be polite i'll take the fine but everybody knows he died okay let's let, 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 let's take again a bit more structured let's look at the first half first Crap. half um it was really shit it, it was yeah it was a difficult first half it was really difficult to see as well because the rake in the in the stadium i i went there as as, as i said and I, it's my first away game this season but um the rake is really really difficult it's really old school stadium i tell you what is brilliant though it, it's in the middle of a housing development uh, old houses and you go in and we're at the Arthur White stand I think it was called and as you go in there's a, an outdoor area where everyone can stand and smoke and drink and everything else but they've got a DJ there pumping out some old school tunes and for a guy who doesn't like music a lot it was absolutely brilliant they were doing like uh some neil diamond stuff uh that song jump around jump around i can't remember who i don't i don't i'm as i said i'm not big into music but it was brilliant atmosphere but although it was a good atmosphere it type of was a good tactic to stop getting the away fans singing their normal away songs we hate tottenham we hate tottenham and all that sort of stuff um so, but it's still good. Into the stands, I uh, was with um, I was with Dave, Nick, and, um, and myself. We were three seats together, but we had uh, a couple of invaders in Charlie and uh, Malibu Dan. And um, because of the difficult in seeing, Charlie turned around to a lady and asked, "Do you mind if I stand up?" She went, "She, I don't know if she said yes or no." But she ended up standing on the seat, and there was nearly a punch up between three or four women. So I had to police that one. The first half penalty, though. It was definitely a penalty, don't you think? Oh, 100%. We had no reason to dive in like that. It was just sheer panic, which is pure Mustafi. He's just, he's all panic and relying on his recovery tackles. I mean, the line I heard on the Arse blog is that he should go run a water park because he loves slides so much. And maybe laugh out loud on the train. It was so funny. He, he, the thing. You know, Mustafi, I'm I'm convinced, right, that he's trying out to be a walking dead zombie because he is <laughs> brain dead. If you're everybody knows that all defender know that if you are going to slide in the box, you need to be one hundred percent sure that that is the right decision and that there is no player around you. Mustafi could not, and I mean could not slide there. There was there just been a corner. 
right? You cannot go to ground. There's no need for you to go to ground. The man is an idiot. He, he played well against Leicester, played well against Fulham, and you think, you know what, this is where he's going to kick on. But here comes the old Mustafi again. He's just brain dead. And until we get a proper centre-back, a dominant centre-back like a Van Dyke, then we are never going to improve defensively with players like Mustafi in the team. Do you think that rather than thinking to himself, I should have a look around to see who's around me, what actually was going on in his head was his brain screensaver, which is uh, what dance moves he's going to have in the dressing room afterwards. Oh, my God. Which which I said was cringy and (laughs) disjointed, just like his defending. And... I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he was thinking at all. I mean, had he just stayed on his feet, the situation may have been different, but he he only had eyes on the ball. So he had no look around to see what was around him. And he, he cost us a stupid penalty. Mind you, the referee was pretty poor throughout the, especially the first half. Kowate, I think, is uh, he was cheating. All he should have gone. Didn't he pull the shirt off um, holding? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was two clear after he got the first yellow card, which was a clear yellow card. There was at least two more in that first half where he could have easily got another yellow card, and he should have been sent off. Uh, I haven't heard one pundit mention that. What? Because pundits are idiots, and they've got their own agendas, right? And the a stat came out that we've only won one away game that Martin Atkinson has been refereeing in the last decade and that was away to Sunderland so that says it all we really weren't going to get the Robert Green in that game with with him as a ref he was shocking he was shocking and we went into half time um, not been in leading a game at half time in the league so far this season um, Rory put a question of the day it, it's type leading on this one but it was just uh, he rang me up and said I got your question for question for the day for, for your podcast he still is suing us by the way uh, Johnny myself and yourself we're getting done for slander um, fuck him <laughs> I know he's your brother but fuck him <laughs> um, yeah he- can I just say before we go to the question do, I, I just saw uh, about half an hour ago whilst I was waiting for you guys um, to get ready um the stat for if we you stopped every game at half time this season you know we'd be 17th wow 17th if just based on the half time scores that is fucking atrocious and that just that underlines would mean, it that, that would mean we'd, if you just use second half we'd probably be w- winning by several points well we probably would be probably in the same position we are now but at the end of the day it's just atrocious it needs to be addressed yeah the question of the day was um we're now into gmt so we're in winter time um when who was the last team that arsenal had a victory against in winter time and the answer was do you know the answer boys well that silence i'll take it as a a no Mm -hmm. No, 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 I, I actually did know. It's no, December twenty ninth, two thousand and seventeen. Does that help? No, Google. No, it was a three nil result, and it was against the very same team, Crystal Palace. Yeah, fair enough. I oh, was that the one where three uh, nil. Yeah, yeah, Mustafi, I think. Mustafi. It was 3-2. It was 3-0, I'm sure, wasn't it? It was 3-2. Oh, it was 3-2, but we scored three goals. Mustafi, Giroud, and Sanchez. And Sanchez scored for yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think about the Arsenal scores. But we, it was a victory, and it was our last victory in winter time, uh, because then we went into those 11, 11, wasn't it 11 games that we didn't win on away? Let's game. not even go there. Yeah, let's not even go there. So we're into the second half, and uh, there's a lady next door, uh, next to me called Sam. I had to say that I had to give her a shout out. She, um, she's from, uh, from Nottingham, and she's, uh, I think she said she had done. Nine games in 15 days. She'd been to Portugal. She'd been every home and away. Fantastic. Really, really nice lady. The corner comes and uh, Torreira and Shaka are lined up. And she calls it. I said, oh, Torreira's going to take this. And she goes, no, Shaka's taken it. Top left-hand corner. I said, well, if that is the case, you're getting a big sloppy kiss from me. Um, <laughs> so, and she called it and she got a big sloppy kiss. I think we've got a, an added guest uh, annoying Mike, have you managed to 
join us yet or not? Or is he just... Uh, finally, if you can hear me, all right. Yeah, the, yeah. We, we've oh, all yeah. missed dinner. We've all missed all sorts of stuff because, because of your software and hardware issues. It's not my software. It's every single computer in the house decided to do an update all at the same time. And that's because Windows issue an update at the same time? Hmm. Anyway, so we're into the second half of the game, Mike, and we've just, uh, uh, Shaq has just equalised. We've gone uh, 1-0. Um, what did people make of the corner? Uh, uh, the, um, the the free kick, it was really good. Bang in. I'll be, on, yeah, I'll be honest, I, I saw Zaka lining up, and I, I actually said out loud, I'll fucking knock Zaka. And then he goes and knocks it in top bins, and it, it really shut me up. So no, five at least that was his one in 20. That was You've a bang. Taking the words right out of the mouth there, Johnny. That's what I normally say about him. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you annoyed me, so I took it out of your mouth. You know, if I turn it up late, I'll be ready for yeah. six o'clock. <laughs> Let's move on, friends. He's, he's, he, you know what? <laughs> You're not half argumentative sometimes. You know that? Me? Yeah, I know. You, you know yeah. what? I think what the, the fame is. No, what do you think I'm getting a divorce? Babe, <laughs> <laughs> put your food away. And they call me annoying. Yeah, the, I think the fame has gone to your head of that Torreira song, hasn't it? It has a little bit, yeah. 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 Well, I got a date out of it, so I, I, I can't Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, my, my usual Tinder ventures. And I happen to oh, mention... Oh, my God. Happen, I happen to mention uh, a, a song uh, uh, taken off, and I was very proud of it. And she said, oh, you don't mean the Torreira song, do you? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do. I thought you, you didn't come along saying, oh, you don't mean the Bamiyang song. Do, do, be, do, be, do. Will, you, will you just let that go? It's not going to take off anytime soon. All right, let, just, just let it go. Actually, I went into the away pub in uh, Thornton Heath. It was early, and I saw uh, a couple of people from the North Bank, and they went, oh, do, 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 Bamiyang. So, Hmm. It may, it may do. I'm not confident it may do. All of all of uh, Shaka's Premier League goals for the Arsenal have come from outside the box. All his five goals. Um, I have a question on here, which was uh, for the second goal, where I am still bruised, battered from because it went nuts in the stand, and there's not a lot of room, all, all ground and everything. It's like a bruises just across my knees, uh, the tops of my knees from the tops of the seats. Sounds yeah, like fun. I was, it was fun. Did Laka handle it for the goal? Um, I've, I've watched it back so many times, and I'm still trying to figure out whether it brushed its hand or not. Um, what? I, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm being a bit biased because I just, I just don't care. To be fair, um, I, I think we've had. We haven't had the rubber the green before, so yeah, I, I, I don't care really. Um, there, there, you know, there's talk that he was being fouled. Um, I don't know whether he was being fouled or not, but yeah, yeah I don't, I don't care. He handled it, fair. and it was you know, great. we got away with that one. So yeah, um, so it was. Yeah, I think goal like technology stood in our uh, in in our favour there because it was so narrow. We didn't we couldn't see if it crossed the line or not beforehand. So it was uh, nine point two three millimeters across the line. Yeah, can you believe that dickhead Jamie Carragher? Actually, Jamie Carragher, Jamie Redknapp, sorry, um, was like you know he didn't think it was a goal even though tech led goal line technology was used. Really. Well, yeah, he well, was complaining on you know Sky Sports that like, oh, it didn't go over the line. The man's an Maybe idiot. I, I, What's with I, these pundits? I, I, I was he just trying to say that it was because of the the handball beforehand? No, he's talking about the ball actually crossing the line. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember. I, I heard all this about him. I was thinking the same as you, man. What a fucking idiot! What is what is it with these pundits? Like it, it just seems like you know they've all gone away in the summer and they've come back and they're all more brain dead than they were last season. Are they just told to be like you know as controversial as you possibly can no. be? And well, I don't. No, there's there's controversial and then there's stupidity. Like, come on, sensationalism. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second fucktardism. <laughs> so we got the second and we went ahead um, by uh, Aubameyang's goal. Um, and I remember we're all standing in the stands looking at 75 minutes hard, oh, 15 minutes left, 15, 20 minutes left, 50, and, and then it was 85 minutes left. Mustafi, 
he should have taken one for the team, shouldn't he? Yes. Mustafi is a liability. You know, we, we, we keep saying this. He's a liability. He loves to slide around, but the one time where you actually wanted him to go to ground, he just let the man go. I mean, ugh. He pisses me off so much. I hope we sell him in the summer. Well, looks like going to be letting Koscielny go. I'm hoping January, to be fair. Yeah, I hope we buy a, a big player in January and get rid of him. And if if the rumours are true about Kosh being allowed to leave, so be it. And to get one big player come in, fucking blow the budget on him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a potential captain in the making, just like... Straight in, first team, captain, whatever. Um, Can I just say that looking back on it now, don't you think that keeping holding and letting Chambers go is now a bit of a shrewd move, knowing full well that the the poor performances that Chambers has been putting in this season Mm -hmm. have been pretty lacklustre? So and the holding has just got better and better and better and better. Yeah, I hold my hands up. I was a bit wrong, you know, about Chambers. He's I, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. I think why the fuck are we letting him go? You know, he's more experienced, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, all hail the god that is Emery. You know, you know, he got it right on this one. Well, the the, th- the thing is, um, holding was voted players' player of the year. Uh, by Bolton, even when they got relegated, they could see the potential in the guy there. You know, he's he's obviously got something more than the people that were around him in that team. Uh, but the, the the second penalty, one sentence was it a penalty? Yes or no, and why? It, uh, let's start with uh, annoying Mike. Go on. I'm only <sighs> saying annoying because you've written uh, your name on the screen as annoying. By the way, I know, so I people you. know why. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, it. Uh, I hate to say it, I suppose, but yeah, it was a penalty. But the thing is, is he's not exactly an experienced defender, is he, Xhaka? No, okay, that that's fine. And I think that that was the issue. Johnny, penalty or no penalty? I'm going to say no penalty. Why? Purely for the purely for the fact that he knocked the ball uh, out away from goal. He did not have the ball under control. And then he, he he knocked the ball away, knowing full well that Zaka was going to hang a leg, and he okay threw, so he actually went for the dive okay. and then okay. F- okay. pushed his leg towards uh, Zaka and made contact. Yes, there was contact, okay. Okay. Ooh, but ooh, ooh, Manny, it, it was initiated by Zaha. No penalty. Not every contact in the box is you know a penalty, and he he bought he bought it. Simple as that. He bought it. I have to agree with you all in a certain way. I actually think it was a penalty. Um, uh, I get all the points that you made about pushing the ball away and everything, uh, uh, Johnny. Um, And you're bang on as well, Manny. He did buy it. But that's professional cheating. And that's what happens. It it's a penalty. It stands, unfortunately, in my view. Uh, and bearing in mind, we had professional cheating at the other end to go 2-1 up with Lacazette uh, handling the ball. Um, it was probably fair, fair, fair game. We looked a little lacklustre, a little jaded overall. I hate that fucking green strip. I don't know why the hell we wear it. It's an awful strip. Oh, it's it, disgusting. It's awful. Awful. Um, and the only disappointing thing was... Even the Palace fans, and I was talking to one of the stewards at one point, uh, they were going, we don't ever score goals. We let more goals in than anything else. But you know what? Uh, since They didn't have Ben Teke on the pitch. That's why. <laughs> this... He's awful. He, he, he couldn't hit a, bar- a barn door with a banjo. No, I know. He's terrible. <laughs> you know, since the start of last season, Crystal Palace have won more penalties uh, and scored more penalties, too, uh, in the Premier League than any other side. They've had 13 penalties and scored 10. Uh, Bet Roy is doing penalty uh, penalty taking practice with them, uh, unlike what he did with England. Um, and since the start of 2016-17, Arsenal have conceded more penalties than anybody else. We've conceded 18 penalties uh, and 17 goals. That's because we normally have Peter Jack in goal um, than any other team in the league. Man of the match, people. For us, uh, I don't know. It's hard to you know when you lose and you don't play well. We drew. Not well, it felt like a it felt like a loss. That to me it felt like it felt like a loss. It did. I I I want to say Holding or Torreira, just for the 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 impact that both of those players had okay. on the game. Mm. 
Manny? Uh, Torreira for me. He was poor in the first half, um, but everyone was poor in the first half. But in the second half, you know, crucial interceptions and clearances and tackles. Yeah, I think I think him and Holden and maybe Shaka. Oh, the and Leno are the only players who can really hold their heads up high uh, for that performance. Mike, uh, I thought it was a poor performance all round. I'm really struggling to pick a player out for man of the match for us. I just I just can't do it. I'd agree. I thought it was a bit because I was there and you you get head up in the atmosphere of it all and everything else. Um, there was hard to pick a man of the match. My man of the match probably would have been uh, Martin Atkinson. Uh, I thought he uh, he played an absolute blinder for, I don't know who, for Sky Sports, for the pundits, for the, the media. Uh, player, if I was given to an Arsenal player, I'd say Rob Holding. And it wasn't necessarily for what he'd done while on the pitch, while I think he did have a good game. It's what he did after the, after the game that I was impressed with. After the game, uh, some of the players, Torreira and so on, came and they applauded us over in the um, uh, the stands. And holding, I don't know if some kid had um, said something to him beforehand or made a sign or something, but he took his shirt off. He went over and he pointed out to the kid, gave his shirt to his kid, uh, a kid over there. And I thought that was really, really nice. So for me, on that basis, I'm going to go for Rob Holding. I like it when players do that, I'll be honest. Uh, it shows a bit of humility uh, with, with them sometimes when they actually want to get to to the fans. I mean, they can't do it to us too much at, at home because there's a bit of a gap there. But it, it's nice when they do come over and, and throw their shirts over and stuff. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, tomorrow night, 7.45. We're not on TV. There's a few good games. I think the Derby game is on against Chelsea. Fat Frank goes back to Stamford Bridge. Um we are in the Carling Cup, Carabao Cup, Caribou, Carabao, whatever, the League Cup, the uh, EFL Cup. Uh, Blackpool, Arsenal played, have played Blackpool 82 times since our foundation. We won 43, drawn 24 and lost 15. Arsenal have faced Blackpool in the League Cup four times before. Um, and we've won twice and drawn twice. The last time we uh, faced Blackpool is their single spell in the Premier League. We beat them 6-0 at home and 3-1 in Blackpool. They are a, a team in, uh, well, behind... Turmoil. Us, turmoil, uh, uh, yeah. I'm expecting, I'm expecting a convincing win. Uh, I don't know... I, I'd normally expect. I'm expecting. I'm expecting kids to be playing. Well, to be uh, that, that, that's exactly what I was just going to say. I, I, like, I'm, we write an agenda about what try to steer us and where we're going to go and lineups. What changes do you, would you make? Go on. You're expecting kids. Go on. Say what you're going to say then, Johnny. I, I'm hoping for more of the kids to come in. Give um, Bola from the under 23s a go at left back. I went to the uh, a few. Uh, under twenty three games in the last couple of years, and he's you know he's a he's a solid fullback, and you've got Medley as well. He's a, he's a strapping centre off. He was on the bench for us recently, Leicester. and we're all looking at each, yeah, and then we're all thinking to each other, who the hell is this guy? But Mike actually had heard of the guy. I hadn't. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we got lucky with him. Into in fairness, he came originally from Chelsea. Really? Yeah. He's a he's a big lad and he's strong and I reckon he can show some real he shows some real promise. Uh, when I saw him warming up, I I, I turned to Joe who sits next to me and I said to her, "Who the fuck is that? He's massive. He's tower. He was towering over Abamyang and Abamyang isn't small. Yeah, he's got to be six. He's got to be six four six five. So really, I'm what I'm hoping for, what I'm hoping for is Martinez to play in goal to give Leno a bit of a rest because three games six days. Yeah, I, I, I think you might get I think you might get Peter Cech, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, it's likely, I agree, but I'd like to see Martinez. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would like to see Martinez. The thing that um, I think Emery has shown so far is he wants to win something in yes. his first he's season. Taking the cups, he's taking the cup seriously, yeah. and uh, I agree, but I would, Martinez is a good goalkeeper. You know, he's not, he's not, a, you know, Remy Shaban. He's a good goalkeeper. <laughs> Fucking hell, Shaban. Oh, you've taken it way back there. And he was, he was awful. Oh, oh, man. There you go. <laughs> there, my, my point is underlined. It was terrible. But, it, <laughs> oh. but, 
But he is a very good friend of the club, and he's still uh, he's still a very good friend of the club. He was just wasn't he a was a terrible goalkeeper. Anyway, <laughs> I would like to see Smith Rowe starting. Yep. tomorrow, definitely. Uh, I'd also like to see Eddie, yeah, Eddie and Ketty. I want to see uh, little Eddie get some actual game time. Please give him <laughs> some minutes. He could play against Blackpool uh, and give. Uh, well, obviously. People like Bellerin's going to have a rest. We're likely to rest Lex Steiner because Bellerin is a doubt for Liverpool. So you probably see, dare I say it, Jenko actually pick up his wallet and actually earn some money on on oh, for night. Fuck's sake! Dude, can you imagine if he actually plays? Fuck it! Fuck's sake! Yeah, it's, it's a good. You know, he's he's fit and he's a right back, and we need to rest our other right backs because we've got no fucking fullbacks. I, th- I, I, so I do. It, it makes sense. I do think there should be greater rotation in yes. this game. Um, if we get knocked out of the League Cup, um, I'd like to be competitive on all levels, but this is the one that I'm least worried about. I'm not going tomorrow night. I'm going to, going to, um, well, I, I thought I'd stay at home and watch it, but my wife said, Oh, you're going to the football. I've got friends coming around. We're going to do meditation. Ooh. I went, Oh shit. Right, okay. Uh, I'll sit in my office and watch it on the stream. Yeah, but you'll make noise when they score. So I'll probably be taking my new laptop over to the pub and, uh, sinking a pint or two and doing that. Yeah. There is that. So you don't fancy coming down and actually watching it in person. I can't. You know what? What I got to sound like a Stefan right now. Okay, I went to. I've gone last last year to West Ham and the Doncaster home games. The Doncaster game. I got my own seat in um, the in the North Bank. I was made sit down. And that was the one where the guy came along when I sang on the seventh of this Rocky Rocky, just to try and get uh, some atmosphere going in the place. Yeah. The guy turns around, oi, mate, leave it out. Wrong, wrong era. And it's stand up if you hate Tottenham every 30 seconds. It's a Mexican wave. Oh, I hate Mexican waves. Uh, mate, I, I honestly just get fucking wound up with a lot of it. So I took an executive decision and I went, you know what? I'm going to save my tenor and I'll spend it in my local hostelry. Yeah, I can't argue for that, I suppose. But I- can, I, can I just make a quick point? I cannot fucking stand that Tottenham song. I can't stand it. I don't understand well, why stand we... stand up if you hate Tottenham. The, that and that, that stupid, what do we hate Tottenham song? Listen, if you're going to sing that song, at least sing it in an North London derby, but every single game you got to sing that fucking song. I mean, Jesus. I literally, I put it on mute when I hear it. I can't stand it. Well, I'm, I'm sure you are the same, Johnny. At the beginning of the game, some point, somebody, somebody was shouting, what do you think of Tottenham? Shit. What do you think of shit, Tottenham? And you, I will sing along to that first one but when it comes on time and time again i don't uh and i think a lot of the north bank don't um and i think that's less inventive with songs and and we don't have options of songs and people won't sing some of the older songs like good old arsenal and over and over and over again because i don't know it's just and that that's what kills the atmosphere in the place and the only thing that people can get going is red army so Yes, well, exactly. That's why I've had a bit of a Twitter rant uh, at somebody saying that uh, you know new songs with uh, that aren't a rehash of old songs are, aren't. He's arguing that they're better because they're more creative, and I'm saying no. We want something that people can pick up quickly that we understand, and we already know the tune. And we can just pick it up really quick. The, the Torreira Vieira one is a perfect it. example. That, that, you know, you said it to me before, I think on a very earlier podcast, and I'm, I'm not sure, um, but it's taken off and it's going. It's going in all the pubs down in South London the uh, the other the other day. Um, it was one of the few ones that actually got going. So well done, Johnny. Um, but you got things like, um, you know, if, the Ozil song. Which is a rehash of a West Ham song. Yeah, which is a rehash of another song and a rehash of another song and a rehash. A lot of you find it across all clubs, though. They're they're, they're all pretty much melodic of the same uh, bass tune, and that's fine. You know, everybody puts their own spin on things, and then that. Oh, hey, June was original. Our original one wasn't it for Giroud? Yeah, and and other other teams have gone with something similar at times, haven't they? Well, that's the thing, though. It's. It, it's a it's a cultural thing, going to the football, learning the songs is a cultural thing, and uh, when I st- first started going to the games regularly a few seasons ago, 
I I'll be honest because I, I my I was piss poor when I was growing up. We didn't get to go to many games. I didn't get to learn the songs. Hmm. So for me, it was all new, and I had to ease myself into it. And now I'm leading the chance in the North Bank because uh, it's taken three in, years. In, in a certain section of the North Bank, I might add, because I'm involved yeah. in another section of the North Bank. <laughs> yeah, you, you can keep pushing your Aubameyang agenda, but no, until no, no, your no, song the, not, not the Aubameyang agenda, just generally. Yeah, I, I, I started the pub off because the pub down in South London was 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 quite quiet. Everyone was talking and yeah. having a beer, but I just you know shout it out uh i think it was what do you think of Tottenham just to get it going because that does mm. seem to fire and then we go from there so that's a good way to start people off as much as uh manny you think you hate it it, it has its purpose no 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 it's, it's no, dead but it has it, it, it's dead no, it's, it's dead it's not, itself, no, 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 honestly, it can't find something dead. else it, it can't be dead because no I find that something is, else that, that, that it works it can't be dead because it works it has that, a purpose it's that, it's boring. Matter. Okay, I'm like, listen. I hate. I hate. Listen. I hate Tottenham as much. Listen. The, during the London riots, honestly, if I was out on the streets, I would have set White Hart Lane ablaze. <laughs> right. I can't stand Tottenham. However, however, right. That song. It is jarring. It's boring. There, are, there, are, there, there, there must songs. be other songs to get people going. Pick this. Don't get me wrong, like, dude. When you went to the North London derby last season, right, and you told me that was one of the best atmospheres you've mm. been involved in because it was the North London derby and those songs were appropriate. When we're playing Watford or when we're way to Crystal Palace, singing about Tottenham uh, is I, fucking. I, I, I agree with you, but find at least something once else. or twice around the day, you will get that going in a pub or in it. It just it, it fires people off, and then somebody else will come out with something because. Quite a lot of people, that was actually, when I was in the pub um, on Sunday, I started, what do you think of Tottenham shit? And then everyone started joining in. And there was a guy beside us who uh, travels home and away to lots of games. Um, and he goes, oh, I, lo- I-, I love when I get the-, the pub gets going. He said, oh, I couldn't do that. Though. I'd be too embarrassed to sing up. But soon as you do that... It lights up the pub. The pub starts. Then the Ozil song started. Then another one started. And 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 that's the point of it, man. Yep. More than anything else, yep. I do agree. Singing it over and over and over. I prefer over and over and but singing uh, the Tottenham song over and over again uh, at an inappropriate time is fucking boring. Oh, we need to do. We need to do a rehash. It it is to break. It's it's breaking the monotony because people call uh, the Emirates the, uh, just like they called uh, Highbury is the library because large swathes of the ground do not sing. Now and again, there are only certain songs that everybody knows and will feel obliged to join in with, and that is one of them. No, I'm not asking. I'm not going to change my opinion on that. I think it's boring. I think it's, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's. Yeah, you. We need to move on from that. If we, if it's the North London derby, by your means, I want you to come home with no voice left because you sang how much you hate them dickheads. But when we're playing other teams, like, come on, seriously. I get it. Uh, while you're in the pub and you're from fellow. Uh, fans, all Arsenal fans, and you sing it in the pub. You know, I get that, but I get where man is coming from. When I was in Manchester last year, I was singing it, and I was just, I was just sort of thinking, why the fuck are we singing about Tottenham? Manchester. <laughs> it's, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I that. get it in the pub. But yeah, I agree. Away fans against a different team, other than the North London derby. Yeah, just keep that to a minimum. Yeah, no, I, I think in the stadium, North London derby, otherwise kept to a minimum. I, I want a rehash of uh, the Canoe song. He's big. He's black. He's had an heart attack. His name is Canoe. <laughs> Yeah, there's too many snowflakes nowadays, unfortunately. No, you can't uh, do that one. Yeah, what can't you? Yeah, you I'm, did I'm, have a heart attack. You did, but as soon as you mention anybody's race, unfortunately. I mean, like even the big fucking German song was a bit touch and go for a little while. Uh, for At first, he didn't like it. He really didn't like it. And then he understood the, it's more... He understood more about the the, the, the British humour, and, and it was more about adoration yeah, of still, him. Just rewind. And then he, 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 he enjoyed it. Then rewind to what we're saying. What what does everyone sing at the end of that um, uh, Tottenham song? <laughs> That's what they call themselves. 
It, it doesn't matter if we're being too snowflakey or too PC. Uh, this almost brings us on to a private conversation mm-hmm. myself and Maddie we're having. Um, Don't go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. We'll, we'll keep. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about where you're leading this conversation. I think we we need to leave it right there and move right. <laughs> okay, on. I'll tell you. Let's just. I'll, I'll tell you on. what, people. What we are having uh, next next week Wednesday. Um, these three gentlemen, I'll call them gentlemen for now, and I'll uh, make my mind up later. These In air quotes, yeah. <laughs> these three gentlemen are going to join me uh, at my house, and we're going to do um, a, a near live podcast. So we're all going to be in the same room, because um, what people don't realize is we're all in different parts of the country and everything else. I, th- I don't think everybody realizes. We're all going to be in the same room. We're going to have a couple of beers, uh, some food, and we'll have, a, we'll have a general debate and a chat. And you never know, we might take this particular bit offline and have a chat about that one what you reckon manny would that be better oh yeah we will i already told you we're gonna have that conversation and i can't wait to have it there there was another i sent you an article um and there was another article just the next day they came out on a very similar sort of topic and i nearly sent it to you and i thought no fucking hell i'll, I'll never get any work done so um I'll, we'll talk about that one definitely and if if, if we find it uh, yes, we valuable will. um we'll we'll share it with you but listen um Score predictions on the Blackpool game. What do we reckon? 3-0. You're going for 3-0? Yep. Um, Johnny, you can do um, on behalf of the um, guests this time. I'm going to preface mine, right, in the assumption that we're going to have half kids. And I'm going to to say that we're going to win 2-0. USA has given us a 3-0. Mike, out of courtesy, what's yours? I was going to go four 0 Okay, I'm closer to you. I've done four one. So there we go. We got two 0 on behalf of the guest Johnny, three from USA, three 0 from Manny, four one from myself. Running totals at the moment is I'm on fifteen. Mike's on fifteen in America. Guests are on fourteen. Everything else looks oh, no, a yeah. okay. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. That's one point for a correct result, and there's three points for the correct prediction. Stop fucking about. Say so, it. Sh- so, 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 should we have a general league? We're not moving on until you say it. What's that, Manny? You, you say it. Oh, Manny, Manny's got some extra points as well, yeah. Say it. He's uh, currently, um, currently in the lead. By how many points? On, only one correct prediction. Actually, on, on 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 that, you see, um, I have made uh, off the all the predictions so far. I have made one correct score prediction of three points. Uh, USA has made two correct predictions, which was the West Ham and the Watford game. Um, the Watford game was the one where I made that video at Lake Garda because uh, I got the points. Um, and Manny, in fairness, you've made three correct predictions. And yeah, I know. Guess the guests on behalf of uh, um, the guests have made two correct score predictions, and both of those were for yourself, Mike. So well done on that one. Well done on that one. Thank you very much. So looking around the games, we had Chelsea four nil against Burnley. They still are looking strong. Are, are they the dark horses there at the minute? Where we were dark horses, the everyone was talking about. I still think they're going to be they're going to be there or thereabouts. But Loftus Cheek, there's a lot of talk about Loftus Cheek. He scored, um, but should he should he leave Chelsea to progress his career? And would you have him at Arsenal? Well, to, yes, I think he. Should, he did, I think they're just playing into appeasing now in, in the lower profile games. I think he does need to move on because uh, he's going to go. He, yeah, he, he's too good to be sitting on the bench at Chelsea. He, he could be a starting player in a top ten. Would you have him? Uh, excuse, put my teeth back in. Would you have him at Arsenal? No, I wouldn't, and, I, and I'm going to say why. Uh, because we would have it, we would have to change our tactics. He w- he doesn't fit the way we want to play. I don't okay. think. Could he not replace Ramsey? I, I'm ready to be persuaded. I'd rather Smith Rowe replace Ramsey. He's not the same type of player as Ramsey. Mm, he's a different type. He's a more physical player. He's more of a driving player. Whereas Ramsey is, I'm pretty sure. That inside his head is an elastic band ball, and when he come came on uh, against Sporting, uh, somebody basically uh, k- 
kicked it and then it went all <laughs> over the place and he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, Tottenham, Manchester City. Did you watch it last night? <sighs> Missed it. The I, I saw the pictures of the pitch. It was, uh, that was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they are the, just the, a joke. Uh, They're uh, a big uh, fucking joke. Have you seen the picture of the mid-game where the Man City player laying flat down on his front on a completely muddied pitch with the referee in with one of the other City players standing over him? And he looks like he's about six inches inside the mud. It is wow. so funny. I, I, I posted a, a slightly humorous version of that on the Guns of Yana Ribbons um, Facebook page. So there's a, a similar. So it's the last night. At, I think it's last night at... Um, at Tottenham or at Wembley, uh, the pitch was shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have thought they had twenty-four hours. It took them twenty-four hours to paint all those lines and everything else on. And I heard this uh, discussion being said on Hawksby and Jacobs. I think it was today. Um, it took them twenty-four hours to put all the lines and colours and uh, on on the pitch at um, for the NFL game. And you would have thought the Premier League must have been spitting the advertising that they mm. that, that they're giving the NFL and they're making the Premier League looked like a second-rate competition by having a pitch in that condition. Yep. They could have easily got green paint and spray-painted the whole pitch green. Yes, there would have been sand on there. Yep. Um, it, it, the quality of the pitch was poor, but it, it, the, the physical look of it for TV was absolutely shocking. Absolutely shocking. It was a poor advertisement for the league. Yes, it was. What about Lamella? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he ain't the best, a great finisher anyway. But that bobble, uh, you know, a good finisher would have put that away yeah. without question. Some other parish notes I've got on here: Per Metasackers joining the executive team. We've got to add more people to the WhatsApp group, haven't they? To, to manage it. What do you mean? There's a WhatsApp group for the executive team. Did you not hear about this? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was listening listening uh, about it, and uh, yeah, they've got a little WhatsApp group to talk about different things. Well, apparently, uh, I was listening to Talk Shite, and uh, they was saying that basically a lot of transfer business across Europe is done via WhatsApp because it's secure and you know stuff like that. Well, if you if you Which, use any WhatsApp or Messenger, they, they're, they're all encrypted. So, and that's what they, that's the worry about somebody picking up on contracts and stuff like that. And you can email a document across it, or you can send a document more securely by, say, WhatsApp or Messenger than you can by email, unless it's encrypted. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Uh, there was a question that came in on Monday Night Football. Um, I can't remember who actually sent it in, but I thought it was a good one considering uh, the situation in Arsenal. Is the captain at a club? still an important role um, and taking this into consideration when Arsenal rotate our armband among five or six people. Manny, come back on this one. Um, it, sh- it should be um, because the captain should be your manager on the pitch. And if you're going to pick your captain, you need to pick wisely. That's why I think Emery may have done a bit of a mistake here in, in picking his, his captains. Um, Cause I don't think, you know, Ozil, let's, you know, talk about him. You know, he's, he's not exactly going to be the one to lead by example, is he? Um, the majority of the time he's going to be hiding somewhere. Um, so the captaincy should be important. And then, the manager should enforce that, you know. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's definitely still important. Mike, you got an opinion on it? I tend to agree with Manny. It is important. It it's normally easier to agree with Manny, though, isn't it? Well, no, I don't always agree with him, but I'm just saying it, it is an important role. I still think it's an important role. Um, well, the teams and their, you know, I mean, some of their captains, and you think, yeah, you know, what I mean, I think the top top table side of it, yeah, you can you can. Sort of thing. Uh, I'm trying to think of the blue word now. I, I think. I, I think. Listen, I was being slightly facetious when I said it's, it's easier to agree with Manny. That You're just being annoying, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but I think a captain should be there as a leader, um, and you, you do need a leaders on the pitch. And when you look at Socrates and even Lichtsteiner, you see them, and you see how they point and shout at other people, and try and move them into position. That's leadership. Whereas, like Manny said, if you yeah. got Urzel, sometimes he'll go disappearing and he'll hide him in the corner somewhere and have a little cry or something, I don't know, but if, <laughs> when you look at other people, it's a case of, it's, 
same as Xhaka as well. He, he's sort of coming out of his shell a little bit, but again, is he really captain? Question is, from, you know, what I mean, I don't think so at the moment. I, I, mean, I like there, the there, there's, there's, Sorry, Johnny. I mean, there's there's different styles of leadership. You will have the one who will point and who will scream and who will, you know, pull players into positions. But then you have captains who lead by example, right? And that's where Ozil comes in. You know, like if he's not he's not going to be the talker. He's not going to be the one who screams and shouts, but he is going to be the one that's going to lead the team by the way he picks up the ball and he creates and this and that and everyone around him, which you know should aspire to be just like him, will play to the best to make sure that Oza was playing to his best. But when he's not, what happens? Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. I, I think the roles of uh, of players has completely changed in in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, well, I grew up watching Adams, Boss, a whole team and drag the team by the scruff of the neck. You just don't have players like that anymore. And a referee. Yeah, less of that. But now, now you've <laughs> got uh, multiple leaders supposedly on a pitch, but what you don't have is uh, a manager on the pitch. Uh, the manager's ears, eyes and ears on the pitch Ah, actually, you know what I, I've I've noticed, and I mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, Hector Bellerin, he's getting all the instructions from uh, the number two and from uh, Unai Emery, and he's decimating them out to the the, the rest of the team. But yeah, hundred percent agree. You need somebody on their leader to grab somebody. Somebody, if somebody's like blowing out their arse, come along and say, "Come on, mate, we only need you another five minutes." And you know, you need somebody to. to to know when a player is flagging, when and there a player needs a kick up the arse, when the player needs an arm round and well done, you've done that. You see it in pockets uh, with Arsenal, but I don't, I don't see a lot of it. I was watching Gogglebox actually um, the other day. This again, moving off topic a little bit, but um, watching Gogglebox and Deli Alley and De- um, Kieran Dyer. Not Kieran. Did you see that? Eric Dyer? Eric Dyer, yeah, not Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer is different. He's ex-Newcastle. Eric Dyer on Gogglebox and they're watching House on the Hill. Two scaredy cats. They play for Tottenham. What do you expect? Uh, well, if we go back to the captain debate... I just want to make a point is that we we haven't had uh, in quite a few quite a few years now a spine, and I don't mean a metaphorical spine uh, uh, of having no, weak no, players. I'm talking you, about you, you, a spine through the team. Yeah. You know, like if you look at the, the I hate to say it, but the really good Chelsea team, you had Czech, Terry, Lampard, Drogba. You had a spine of the team strong, and there was clear communication running through the team, and they worked really good that way you look at us we don't have that at the moment all the way through but i'm starting to see uh holding the speaking up more as he didn't last season he's taking on more responsibility having more experience in playing and having more experience playing next to him and then you look at in the middle we've got Quite inexperienced in Granduzzi and uh, Torreya. Bear in mind, they're 19 and 22, respectively. But Zaka, he captains his country. He's had the armband quite a bit. And he does pull the strings in the way that we want to play. So you've got that. So, you, But you've got a bit of a disconnect there. You're the, the quality players, but in terms of vocalising and leading, you have a bit of a disconnect. And then you get up to the, the top end of the pitch. And then you've got... Uh, Ozil wants to do it, but he's not as vocal. He's, I don't see the guy um, being a vocal leader. He's more I, I don't, of a leader I, I by don't example. Think Ozil even speaks to himself. I don't think Ozil even speaks to himself, and 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 that could leave you into a a huge debate about Ozil being good, bad, indifferent. I don't think he should have the armband, and I agree wholeheartedly what you say about a spine um, and communication throughout. We do need it. You are starting to see some of it come. And I think as Unai develops this team, he will figure out who his captain is. I I think he's on a fact-finding exercise at the minute. What what does a piece of uh, elasticated fabric on your arm do to your natural ability to lead other people. Not absolutely, absolutely, Some, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. But, but for him, it makes a difference. For him, he plays better when he's got the armband. You, I have noticed it. He's not bringing it 100% every game, but when the team plays better, he plays better. Mm-hmm. When he has the armband, he plays even better still. But 
he shouldn't have that armband because of that. I'm just saying, I'm just noticing the fact that that is the case. No, no, no. I, I, I point noted. Definitely point noted. Noted. Yeah. Arsenal ladies, they're doing, they're blowing it away. The last game against Bristol City was on uh, at Stoke Griffith Stadium. They beat 4-0. The Arsenal ladies continue the 100% start uh, to the Women's Super League season with a comfortable win against Bristol City. England's Jordan Nobbs uh, put them ahead with a crisp low finisher in the, uh, which is about 10th of the season. Uh, she also provided an assist to Vivian Mademe, I keep on saying that, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, for the second. Mademe head, headed her second of the game late on, um, moments before Danielle uh, van der Donk fired Arsenal's fourth. Um, she was denied her hat-trick by an outstanding display by the Bristol keeper, uh, Sophie um, Bagley. Their next fixture is against Birmingham City. It's at 12.30 on Sunday, the 4th of November at Meta Farms. Tickets are available. If you go online, actually, it, it, this is dirt cheap football. If you want to bring kids or something to football, and it's meant to be a very interactive, all the players come and talk. Six quid for an adult, three for, uh, quid for a kid in advance are on the turnstile. You can still get in. Uh, it's £10 and £5, respectively. Uh, we've got injury news. Hector Bellerin, I don't know what the fuck happened there, um, but he's got muscular pains, unknown when he'll come back. Kolasniak, uh, he's got a um, right hamstring, still minor. Uh, Monreal, similar. Mavropanos uh, has got a groin strain. He's out till November. Uh, Kolshelny, his Achilles are fucked. We know that. Um, he's currently been integrated back into full training. Uh, and that's about all the parish notes. Uh, guys, there's only one last thing really to touch on, which was really sad news up in uh, Leicester. Uh, what did you make of the helicopter crash? From what I've listened to and read, we, we need to make a special mention for the pilot. And mm -hmm. that he, as an experienced pilot, he managed to control an out-of-control uh, helicopter and steer it to a position where there was nobody on the ground, when there were still hundreds of people still milling around the stadium that were working there and leaving and so on. And I don't use the I don't use the word lightly. He's a fucking hero, and he really is. And he had his um his other half beside him as co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I don't know the, if you've seen if you've seen the uh, CCTV. Uh, footage you can see it's very blurry you can see the helicopter taking off and the lights and then you can see it coming down and it is just all over the fucking show no i, I wouldn't want to see that yeah, I mean, either, to, be to, to, to be honest that that just it it kind of takes away all the rivalries that we have in football and just reminds you that this life that we live is so damn precious i thought it was i thought it was a joke at first um but then when i realized the severity of it i just could not believe it and it's, it's yeah it's just shocking to be honest it's shocking mm, it's it very really sad is. nobody should go to a, nobody should go to a game of football and not honestly yeah. yeah um there's got to be you know the, uh, i suppose it's a question i got a question probably, for you no no no, no hang on. one second you're gonna might have to check me on this one a lady uh, an elderly person died at brighton mm. Uh, apparently, after celebrating a goal. Now, I'm sure it's really sad for their family and everything else, but I suppose if you're going to go and you're there watching the team you love and everything else and they score a goal and you go bang, that's not going to be too bad. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I said it at the time. I think it was either with yourself or somebody else. I said that if I'm yeah, going to go, sent me a text on it. if I'm going to go, yeah. you know, watching my team win. When I've had a good innings, and I'm going out with a smile on my face, you know, I, I can't think of many better. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd much rather, rather than uh, cough and splutter after a long sufferer, I'd much rather go out on a high. Yeah, no, I agree. Agree. To cheer things up a little bit, um, we're, we're, we've been given a request to give a shout out to two very special people. Um, they're called Theo and Tony. They're Mr. Andy Fink's cats, who he got as um, what he thought were female cats, and it turns out they're male cats. So, yeah, it was quite funny. This cat thing's got to stop, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, cats. 
I think. I, I think. Uh, well, you're going to love next week. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I was having a conversation about this with him on uh, on one of the uh, things on social media. Actually, I completely forgot to do it the other week. <laughs> he asked me to give him a shout out, and I completely uh, forgot. Well, oh, there we go. We've done it. Listen, boys. Um, as always, has been very good. We had a very challenging. We're not using our normal uh, platform that we used to record this. We've had a challenging uh, uh, hour and a half, really, nearly two hours. Um, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we have Instagram, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on Facebook, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on Twitter, at Guns and Ribbons. And you can email us on info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Hopefully soon we'll have a website. We'll also be all combined soon, and uh, you'll be able to see you there. But thanks very much for listening. Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 